This is part two of a two-part talk amongst yourselves that went on far longer than it probably should have. If you haven't heard the previous part where we covered all things TV in 2019, it might be an idea to go and check that out first. But for now, roll the intro. I'm just going to say, there's a lot of games on here that don't count towards the 2019 total because they're not from 2019, but I did buy a Switch last year. Yes, um, you've been so, playing catch-up. So I played Mario Odyssey for the first time, I played Smash Bros. Ultimate for the first time, etc, uh, etc. Et I got um, Mario, oh sorry, Mario Kart 8 to play for the first time. Um, I finally got through to playing Lego Incredibles, which was from 2018. It was fine. Uh, finally got into playing Doom. Yes. It's also fine. It, it, oh, I thought it was all right. Uh, and Assassin's Creed Odyssey, which is uh, solid, would have troubled my top three probably for the year before, but it's not as good mm. as uh, Assassin's Creed Origins. It's Fair just enough. too much was going on in that game. Fair so enough. that's... I've only played four games this year. So you've got a top four? I have a top four. Good. So I can give you a top five. You can, Maggle. I can. Go for it. My list starts with Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Oh, okay. That is also on my list. That's at number three for me. Interesting. Let's talk about it. Um, I've not finished it, so that's mm. why it's so low down, but okay. I knew I wanted it on the list. I know where you are, so I'm not going to give you any um, spoilers on that one. Um, it took me longer than it should to start properly enjoying this game. What's interesting is because you've not played Dark Souls games no. or any Soulsborne or any no. Souls-like. Um, I've seen a lot of Let's Plays, which actually hampered my enjoyment of this game. You think? Well... In those games, at least the ones I've seen, rolling is the biggest thing. Yes, it is. Whereas parrying is the biggest thing yes. in this. So I was rolling a lot early on. Same. And and just getting annihilated and dying a fuckload. They, they, put, they intentionally do the Dark Souls thing in this game of putting an extremely hard boss right at the fucking start just mm-hmm. to kind of get you ready to be losing yeah. a lot. Now, it's not the one you think I'm about to mention. Mm-hmm. But on the first planet you get to fly to, yeah. they put a big fuck off frog. In a hole. Oh, the big black one. Yeah. yeah. Ogdo Bogdo. Ogdo Bogdo. And like, I was in uh, the the Bloodborne strain. I'm like, I'm going to strafe around this. I'm going to roll. I'm going to mm-hmm. kick its fucking teeth in. Nope. It's not what you need to do. You need to parry. Mm-hmm. That is this this game's unique stamp is the parry system. Yeah. And it does feel more like, which works when it's a melee fight. When it's a creature, yeah. it doesn't really fucking work. But I do think as a as a Babby's first Souls game, yeah. it's very good. I think it's a very, very good story. Mm-hmm. It's a very yes. well-rounded and believable character so yep. far. So far, I don't know what happens yeah, yeah. to it. It's, it's, it's pretty good. Uh, there is... And genuine stakes, which I appreciate. Yeah, exactly. It feels like... Because it's the problem with these games is they can't go too far because they don't get mentioned in the film. So they kind of do anything too significant. Mm. Um, so they have to kind of dampen, but also you want to feel like it's something. Force uh, Unleashed had this problem because it was so closely rooted with Darth Vader and Darth Sidious. You knew that any fight you had against them had no consequences because neither of them died. Mm. So you knew. I mean, even in one of the Force Awakens games, you can kill Darth Vader. And yeah, the first Force Unleashed. Yeah, so you, you can, get you can um, kill him. You can kill him and then become the new. You can be, you can become the Star Killer, yeah. don't you? And he's like so, fucking Robo. Yeah. Sith. So you know that isn't real. So it just kind of ruined the stakes. Whereas this one, it's it's 
it's finding that nice balance of like this can happen, but I can see why this wouldn't be mentioned in the movies. It's very covert. It's very small scale. It's just the three of them uh, on this ship. Um, I think um, Cal Kestis, as played by Joker from Gotham. Yes. Uh, Cameron Monaghan. That's it, right? Yeah. He did a really good job, I think. Yeah, um, I was shocked. It, it's. I wish there was more nuance there, mm. but I know he's got to be kind of Avatar, so there can't be too much nuance there. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't feel like I, I finished the game now the storyline part of it it doesn't really feel like he grows as a character really that's a shame um, I think he, he certainly comes into his stride as soon as BD1 is introduced yeah BD1's great yeah that's a genuine that's a Luke and R2 situation yes, all is. over again and I love that it's so great and, and I like how he becomes more of like the upgrade how like it kind of passes out its upgrades is a pretty good pace as well of like it's a bit Metroidvania. I don't think it's as well implemented as it could be. No, probably Good not. Good God, does this need a fast travel system? Because tracking back, I'm telling you now, I'm doing like the trophy Hoover up. Hmm. Fuck me, is it a pain in the ass to get anywhere? Even Bloodborne had this. You could go to certain points in the yeah. map and zip out to other places. Uh, he hasn't going from one point. fucking end of Zepho to the other is a yeah. pain in the dick. Oh, when you la- I landed back on Zepho. Basically, I'm going around and collecting, getting all the collectibles. I landed, opened the map, and went. <sighs> this is at least three days worth of work to clean up this stuff because it's such a like it's multi-tiered it's got like a uh, like a metroid like 3d map multi-tiered but there's no fast way of getting from this bit to kind of the back bit you've got to go in right i've got to go through this bit all the enemies respawn when you land back on a planet mm. which is fine i'd prefer it to be because when you re- meditate you have the option to rest and then it respawns everybody but i feel like if you haven't done that which i hadn't i was very careful not to do that that all the enemies should stay dead. And then you can choose to respawn them for getting certain trophies, should you wish. I, I think this is a problem only made only made more annoying for me, certainly, and probably somewhat annoying for you if you choose to play these games later on, is that with Bloodborne specifically, the world is one map. Yeah, You can go through the entire fucking thing, or you can fast travel between certain points. That's not... A prob- that's not even a problem that's allowed to happen in this game mm-hmm. because every map is its own planet, which is disappointing yeah. because you want to be able to get further into the maps but not have to, you know, get into the ship and fly to the point you started the first time you went round yeah. and remember where all those fucking shortcuts were. Because oh, it's it's, that's a little bit annoying, but... Very solid combat that I'm really enjoying. Yeah, lightsaber to lightsaber is... Fine. I, I don't think you've got there yet, have you? I don't think I've had a flight ever. You battle, do have to yeah. fight the the ninth, ninth sister yeah, early the big on, fucker. but you're meant to lose. Um, no, so the uh, the second sister you have to fight early. Oh, on. Oh, that's just your first one, is yeah. it? But you're supposed to lose. Um, and I it's chipped it's, away a decent amount of health. I was kind of pleased with myself. I didn't. I can annihilate <laughs> you pretty quick. Um, it's it's good enough, and I feel there's a nice. You have to wait for everything to click. This is my opinion. Once once you kind of get the hang of everything, and it's like oh. You've got a parry more, and you're a space wizard. Just use the fucking force a lot. Yep. You'll be fine. Then it kind of then it works out, and then you feel like a general. My problem was early on, I didn't really feel like I was like mm. I'm getting annihilated by like bog standard stormtroopers. But it was because I was I was kind of trying to conserve the force instead of using it a lot as I should be. Yeah. Once that kind of hits, and once you unlock some of the cooler powers, like you get you get pull and push and freeze, which is very useful. Once you get the lightsaber throw, once you get the real big pull, so you can pull them, get to them, and just go. Mm. Um, it kind of all clicks for you, and it really works. And, and that's a good thing. The, the way they phase out these upgrades, I mean, you do feel pe- more powerful as the kind of 
thing goes on as mm. the enemy difficulty kind of goes up. It plateaus at one point. Daphimir's pretty is the hardest planet, I think. They've got some like pretty solid enemies on there that you've got to take care of. And they can kind of get a bit annoying, especially when you're backtracking. And you're like, oh, God, I've got to go up here and fight two of the Night Brothers, and I'm going to go over here, and there's loads of Night Sisters, and I'm going to fight them, and I'm going to fight the fucking poison spitty spider things. That can get a bit repetitive. But thankfully, it's not... The combat can be changed up by that point, because you've unlocked all your new force pairs, that there's yep. at least a nice bit of variety, and then go and try it on your new enemies. So, yeah, it's 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 it wouldn't be this high if I'd played more than four games. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I think Bronze Mail's okay for me. I, I have... I, the last, like, say, six hours I played of it, I really enjoyed. It's starting to grate on me again with the backtracking. Yeah. Especially since it's very vague about what constitutes 100% exploring of an area. I'm stuck on 95 on one bid, and I've been on every square centimetre of that fucking map. <laughs> I don't know where this 5% is. It doesn't exist. Um, but, yeah, I, I think it's it feels like an Assassin's Creed 1. Right. The sequel's going to be better. Yeah. I think. And it made a lot of money. It made... It, it hung around for a while. Presumably, it's the most profitable EA Star Wars game, right? Surely. I don't know. No because... one fucking bought Battlefront 2. I know, but just even with the. If it had a smaller player base, there's still all the, the microtransactions would have topped that up, unfortunately. But I think as a yeah. standalone game, and it's got good critical praise. Oh, yeah. It's sold well. It's been in the consciousness, I think. Yep. I think all three of those point towards easily we get in. We should be getting a sequel. We'll get a sequel. It might be a few years away. Which it, which bodes very well for Respawn as a studio because it they does. they made the best shooter of the past decade in Titanfall two, yeah. So and like they did a like, like everyone still loves fucking Apex Legends. That, yeah, that that's fucking golden. So yeah, outside of some horrible monetization decisions there, which is entirely EA's fault. Yeah, I know. Respawn are looking pretty fucking good right now. They are. I was worried because they got bought by EA. I was like, well, that's normally the fucking death knell, isn't it? Yeah, but like, you know, even fucking Maxis and they made the fucking Sims and they're dead. You know, it's just. Oh, that's disappointing. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it looks like Respawn aren't going to be fucking called. Woo! Yay! Happiness. Right, do you want to do your number four? Yeah. Uh, number four, uh, because I am just about to finish it, so I can't comment on the final boss, Luigi's Mansion 3. I just brought that this morning. Yep. Um, so uh, me and my girlfriend are going to be playing that co-op. Nice. And fighting over who is the Guiji of the situation. <laughs> Turns out Guiji's a lot more useful than you'd think. Oh, okay. Look, Guiji's actually like very integral to finishing that game. And not in just like a... There are very specific puzzle rooms for mm-hmm. Guiji, um, but there's also like ways... Like a lot of boss fights re- require Guiji, so you right. better get used to using okay. Guiji. Um, but I think it's brilliant. I think it's... it's now, I didn't play Dark Moon. Because they put it on the 3DS, which is the worst decision ever. Have you not got a 3DS? Yes, but I didn't want to play a game as long as Luigi's Mansion on the 3DS. It's, it's like it's like when they put Xenoblade Chronicles on there. I don't, I'm, that's cool. I'm never going to play it, though. Dark Moon's good. Hmm. I feel like this is... It's, I feel Just from watching trailers and Let's Plays and stuff, I feel like this is... They fully realised what that game could have been. Absolutely. They've, take, they've done what they should do. They've just applied it to a new system and then used the pair of that system to expand every good idea they had in that game. Because I think 2 is the one that expanded the combat. Is that right? With uh, the ability to, like, slam ghosts? No, that's new. Um, that's new? Well, oh, basically, because Luigi Mansion 1 was... Just the mansion. Yep. Luigi Mansion 2 basically breaks it down into, like, I think it's five or six separate houses you mm. have to go into that all have different themes, have different ways of going about things. 
this is like a combination of the two where you are in the same hotel for all of it but the different floors and the different rooms all have kind of different ways of going about things so yeah. i feel like it's a nice realization of the first two and kind of perfecting them both it's definitely a better way of going through all the different motifs they want to go through so you know for example one of the floors for some reason is a is is a pyramid like you know okay. you go in and you go into a pyramid and the levels in there but the outside of it and it's very clearly still a floor of a, a hotel it's very right. clearly still a room mm-hmm. even though you must you must Supposed to feel like you're walking across the sands into a tomb. Right. It's really cool. Um, there is a great level in... It's sort of like a medieval tournament. So mm-hmm. That's pretty good. The weird thing that I think the only thing it stumbles down on and why it's ended up on the latter half of the top five rather than in the top five... No, sort of in the upper echelons in the top three mm-hmm. um, is because some of the levels feel a little bit half-baked. There are 15 of them, so mm-hmm. it was bound to happen. Yeah. I'm on fifth, level 15 right now, and it's back to being really fucking good. Right. But the the level directly below it, level 14, is the one that stands out to me because it's like a it's like a gym fitness thing, oh, okay. and the boss is really shit. Ah. But it's it's like, no, sorry, no, that's level 13. Level 14 is the one that's just a boss. Oh. It's, it's like there's no puzzles. It's just you walk over, you walk into the boss room, you do the boss, you leave, and that's it. Oh, okay. Now, there are collectibles to be found, and this is what's going to take up a lot of my backtracking time. Yep. Uh, because some of those puzzles, they're all context sensitive, mm-hmm. which I really enjoy. It's not just you go into the arbitrary puzzle room right. and do the thing and get the reward. Okay. You've got to find where these fucking things are. Okay. And you've got the secret ghosts in the in the, the classic booze mm-hmm. uh, that can be found by doing certain things in, across the map. Um Oh, I'm trying to think if there's anything else that's kind of different. It look yes, the, the, my favorite thing is the level of character they've been able to put in this. Yeah. When Luigi gets scared, now he literally goes scared stiff, oh, okay. and it affects his walk cycle and all of his other animations. If you are hoovering up whilst you've been scared stiff, yeah. you're doing it closer to your chest. Ah, that's good. It's oh, they, they've really gone such a long way to making Luigi probably the best character of the Mario canon. Uh, are you forgetting Waluigi? Oh yeah, Waluigi. Is he in this game? Waluigi, no. No Waluigi. Have you seen the new uh, Unraveled from Brian David Gilbert? I know, it's about Waluigi. It's it's fucking brilliant. I haven't seen it <laughs> yet. It's in the Sims one. Yes, Sims one. I enjoyed uh, that. The, the Waluigi one's fucking genius. Um, sorry, carry on. Um, but yeah, it's... It's so fucking good, Darren. It's so fucking good. It's a beautiful game as well that runs really smoothly and looks really fucking good. Like, I've been back and forth playing Luigi's Mansion, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, mm-hmm. and I just got an Xbox this Christmas, as I talked about um, did. on the previous episodes. So I've been catching up on some Xbox games. Yeah. For some reason, I chose Forza Horizon 4 to start off with. Fucking, I want a good fucking racing game. Yeah, fucking really good. Apparently. The new Need for Speed isn't the worst. This is the thing. Which I think is about the highest praise yeah. Need for Speed can get. When Need for Speed hasn't been any good since Underground 2, it's something uh, to be I said. will fucking pull your tongue out of your head. Most Wanted is the fucking peak of that one. The first one, not the remake of Most Wanted. No, no. I was, was going to say, not the remake. Most Wanted's fucking genius. This is why I want a new Burnout. Because, you know, otherwise I have to play Forza Horizon. Which is fucking great. It's awesome. so good. If you haven't... Because you've got an Xbox. Uh, I have got an Xbox. Have you not got Forza Horizon? No. Get it, um, man. It's so good. <laughs> the only games we have for that are Spyro right. and Tomb Raider games. And that's it. Uh, yeah, that's ah. it. Um, I, 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 
I told you this, um, that I got the Xbox Game Pass. Yeah. Um, and went on Ultimate. It's so good. Uh-huh. Um, there's like 267 games that you can just freely download and oh play. God, that should do it, yeah. Yeah, that, that'll probably fill those gaps in the old schedule. It's there. a good time to begin. I mean, like the, the PlayStation equivalent of it looks amazing. They've just added, um, I think Red Dead 2's on there. Wow, um, okay. Fucking, uh, what's his face is on there? Um, um, Horizon Zero Dawn's on there. And I really think Horizon Zero Dawn 2 is going to be a launch for PS5. I don't know whether they push something out that quick. I think? Yeah, I mean, when was that? Was that the same year as God of War? No, year before. Year before. It was okay, when um, Breath of the Wild 2 came out. Wait, so, what? Breath of the Wild? Breath of the Wild came out, sorry. Um, so maybe... <laughs> That's how much you're looking forward to Breath of the Wild 2. Yeah, I'm already thinking of it. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, trying to, basically, I'm trying to pencil in, like, there'll be, some, there'll be a big... First party IP ready to go for PS5 because we had Infamous Second Son for uh, which is still great. Like, yeah, I still I, I still Son's love that right. game. Um, but anyway, Luigi's Mansion, it's, fantastic! It's fucking great. This list was almost entirely Nintendo up until changes. So that's, that's one of the holdovers. It's such a good fucking game, Darren. It's Lovely. Game. Uh, my fourth one. Which is both my fourth favourite game of the year and my least favourite game of the year from 2019. Okay. Far Cry New Dawn. Yeah, you've not you... played this much, much have you? For that to be on your top is no, a there's... bit of a... Again, know. I've played a lot of games. It was just stuff that came out in 2018, so it didn't count. <laughs> New Dawn's like one of those games that it's like, this came out this year? Yeah, exactly. Totally forgettable game. I forgot it, but put it this way, three of my games came out after November so for a long time it was this was my my best and worst game I've played <laughs> it's a it's a fucking DLC for Far Cry, Cry 5. 5 that's yeah. got out of hand and it's uh, like Far Cry 5 ends on a hell of a fucking Billy Big Bollocks move yeah to the point where I don't know where you go with Far Cry 6 unless it's set before Far Cry 5. Or unless it's a... Well, this is the thing. Or is not that They've tried to put them in a shared thing, haven't yeah. they? Yeah. And that's to its detriment. I yeah. think 3 and 4 work better in total isolation. Yes. So this one, if you don't know, the end of Far Cry 5, um, your main guy, who I forgot the name of... Joseph Seed? Joseph Seed, of course. Well, you're much better at this than I am. Um, Joseph Seed sets off a nuclear bomb... Somehow it seems that wipes out all of America and turns it all into Mad Max, mm. which is a bit much. Um, but you, you know, others have rose, risen up in his place to try and take you back. You've now got a base. You've got a base. You've got to protect. You've got to get human, like normal people back there. It's set on the Far Cry Five map. There's been some changes this time. You get a bear instead of a, a dog, um, which is fine. You get a bear in the original game, don't you? In Far Cry Five, do you? Cheeseburger. Oh, of course you do. What am I thinking of? No, you get a warthog in this one. Okay, that's cool. Uh, and something else. Is it a tiger? Is it a lynx? Something. I something. can't remember. Um, and it, it just, it really feels like a retread. It's still good because it's still, it's still Far Cry engine. It's still fine. Yeah. The guns are still fun, but the story doesn't work. And like, mild spoiler, but you could have, I think he's in one of the trailers. Joseph Seed's back. Right. Monster. Right. So you find him uh, kind of about the midway point and he leads you um, up uh, this path and for a long time you're like you've not got your guns out you're walking around you're listening to him and the second he kicks back in I pull a shotgun and try and blow his head off yep. I'm like he's the fucking devil and it says the, he says game over Joseph Cedar's died and I'm like no I can't tell if I failed or if I succeeded <laughs> here surely the purpose is to kill the man who set the nuclear bomb off but because he's repentant at this point right. it doesn't count it it's, it's not good it's, it's 
fine, but that's about as high as praise I can give it. This is a distant fourth for me. Fair enough. Um, and yeah, you know what my third favourite game is, so Maggle. Wait, what? My third favourite game was Star Wars, so. Oh, okay. Go on, Maggle. Right, that was mine. Shit, sorry. Uh, number three. This is an interesting place in which this game's fallen this uh-huh. year. Pokemon Sword and Shields at number three for oh, me. Oh, wow. Now, now, that's the thing. This is how good the top three are. Mm. They're fucking brilliant games. Okay. Pokemon unfortunately sits on the bottom of the pile for fucking brilliant games. Okay. Because it it, it very much feels like the start of a new gen- like yeah. the, the, the Assassin's Creed one uh-huh. of the situation. I haven't brought my Switch. Oh, I, I meant to, to get Corsola. God damn, damn it. it. <laughs> Sorry, carry on. <laughs> Son of a bitch! Oh man, you nearly had a complete Pokedex. Uh no, I'm missing Zamazenta. Oh yeah. Uh, home's coming soon though. Yeah, hopefully there'll be a oh. duplication glitch and I can do that for you. Thanks, babe. Much appreciate. Sorry. Yeah. Um the I know there are problems with this game. I know that there's hardly been any push forward since Sun and Moon. It's the yeah. same fucking game. But if it's a good game, it's yeah. a good game. And this is a fucking good game. It's just it, every bit of controversy from this game is just the Pokemon fans being butthurt. Yeah. I'm sorry, it just is. I know Game Freak lied about the models. I'm with you there. Yeah. But this whole, oh, it's all it's stagnant and you could have done this. And it's like, yes, this is just trying to will something into existence that's never going to happen. Yeah. If you liked it before, it's still good now. Yeah, it's it's basically been the same game since the 90s lads it's still good it still does all the pokemon things you want it to do it feels the most like x and y but it's much better than x and y yeah again it's an assassin's creed like i said it's an assassin's creed situation the next one on the switch that'll figure this all out i don't know if the national decks will ever be fully back in the world but But i don't give a shit but you feel like they were going to heavily skew it towards all the ones who aren't in this one yeah so at least you can have them in that one um, but now it, it turns out like it wasn't all that big a deal to me, uh, not having them there. I mean, I'm still waiting for Bulbasaur to be put in the fucking game <laughs> and do that fucking fast and give him a Gigantamax form for fucking you know equality. That's what we need in these, these 2020 lads. Yeah. Equality for all, Gigamax <laughs> for all. Um, yeah, it, it's my number one. Uh, <laughs> again, in a stronger year, I think it wouldn't have been. Yeah, but it, it's still post game. I think could do. A bit more fleshing out, and I, it needs more legendaries to kind of help with that. Oh, Christ, it does. The fact there's no mythicals is a bit weird. I'm so convinced we're getting DLC. We've got to be, right? You'd think they, they're going to... Again, once they put out Gigantamax Snorlax, I was like, right, there's no doubt in my mind that we'll be getting DLC. Yeah. For Pokemon that aren't on the game, they aren't behind, like, a paywall or anything. It's going to be honest to goodness. Hopefully it'll be event ones. That It's like, I thought we'd get one over Christmas. I thought they'd be like, say, Deadly Bird's got an evolution. Mm. And we're putting it out over Christmas. Instead, be... we've got Delibird Max raids, which yeah. who gives a shit about uh, owning a bigger Delibird? Like, no one cares. It might have been useful to me when we were doing our challenge playthroughs and I was lumbered with a fucking Delibird. There we go. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm convinced more than ever they'll do that. And I think that, I think if that does happen in a year's time, it'll be an even fucking better game. It'll be a much more fleshed out game than it currently is. But it, yeah, it needs an episodes in uh, episode uh, a Delta episode. Delta episode. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it needs something like that. That'd be really good. And again, the the technology is there to do that. Yeah. So I I think that's what we'll be getting. 
Um, God, I hope that's what we're getting. It's got to be, right? He can't leave it there. It's not going down on the list. It's not moving. It's still a very, very enjoyable Pokemon game that does exactly what you want it to do on the telly. Yeah. And that's still... That's still praise enough. Yep. Like, X and Y does look... It only gets worse the more we go on. Like, yeah. When, when it came out, it was like, it's Pokemon, but it's 3D, so that's kind of cool. And then we had Sun and Moon's like, I ain't fucking touching that game again. No. And I've got even less reason to touch it now. Especially after we played it, like, fucking six times through. Fuck me. <laughs> Getting into that final... I did that in less than ten hours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Unbelievable. Um, right. You're number three. Uh, well, number three was Star Wars. My number yep. one was Pokemon Sword. So I'll just finish up with my silver medal. Fair enough. Pokemon Sword is the best game of the year, but it wasn't the one that made me the happiest. Right. For that one, you have to go to Untitled Goose Game. Oh, okay, Darren, that's my number two. Yes, that's fantastic. Right. Okay. <laughs> oh, God, I love it so much. It's such a good game. It's shorter than I would like, I must admit, but oh, the unparalleled level of dicking about <laughs> It's like a GTA game, the amount of just fucking about you can do. I love how committed that game is to just being incredibly gentle it's yeah. just it's never anywhere you know past mild yeah. mild mirth it's, it's just, like what know? if goat simulator and last of the summer wine <laughs> <laughs> it really is what, last of the summer. what would happen <laughs> just this pleasant english village and the fucking satan <laughs> satan in bird form <laughs> it's so brilliant and there's so many happy memories of nicking the guy's shoes when he's reading the newspaper, yeah. of pretending to be a statue, getting the hat and then going, back, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Scaring the child into the phone box and then nicking his glasses. Yeah. It's just, um, oh, it's brilliant. My favourite way of finding out that there was like, because you get the to-do list of yes. like ways to fuck everybody off. Yes. And then there are secret ones for each yeah. level. My favourite way I found out there was a secret one was I... Um, pecked at the boy's shoes to make him fall over. <laughs> he landed face first in a puddle and it dinged up with human lock to see. I was like, oh, I love this game so much. It's so brilliant. The it's... best the vid- the best one I saw is they scared you scared the boy into the um uh, in, into the phone box yep. uh, but you've already set up a walkie talkie and then <laughs> you start honking at him through that and just run off. Oh I didn't do and that and he just stays in there. <laughs> It never comes out. You can just walk around the town honking into this fucking thing. It's such like oh. small achievements that make you feel so good. Yeah. That you've managed to distract the broom lady long enough to get her in the garage and you've closed the door yeah. on her. Of like the mild just you're just mildly inconveniencing these people, but it's the funniest <laughs> fucking thing you can do. I love it so much. If this if it isn't called Untitled Goose Game um, the mandatory sequel. I'm going to be very annoyed. <laughs> I, I cannot wait for that. Or titled Goose Game. Oh yeah, and that's the title. <laughs> I want. I want there to be like a Swan expansion. <laughs> it's like the Octo DLC. Yes. <laughs> yes. Swan DLC. Oh yes. It's it's fucking brilliant. It's like it's it's a very short game. That is its only problem. That is the only. If problem. If you've seen a let's play of this, you've probably seen fifty to like eighty percent of the game already. Yeah. So I would I would really recommend not looking at anything for this game. It's because especially the final challenge of that game, I was not. I didn't see that coming. The pub or the bell? The bell. Right, okay. Didn't see that coming. I was like, oh, 
fuck. <laughs> it was, I was not happy. It even made me happy with my own incompetence because I was struggling on the pub one. Yeah. Because I didn't. I kept thinking the only way to make the back gate open is to wait for the baker to come through it. Oh, uh, yeah. And you were not, going through in the box. Yeah. yeah not yeah. to see the little underpass that opens up that you can get around. I wasted so much time on the flight back from Florida yeah. of just waiting for the the man delivering the potato the tomatoes to come through the gate so I can get back out to go and do all the stuff instead of seeing the little fucking cut through. Yeah. Oh, it's so brilliant. It's so lovely. I had such a good time. Other than it being shortness is its only it's one and only problem. Yeah, it's like four hours at best. Yeah. But it feels it feels like portal. It feels like that level of that is a timeless fucking video game. Yeah. You can play that any time yep. from now and it will still feel fresh it will yep. still feel funny yep. it will still feel perfect to control I think yep. it's got really satisfying audio design as well yep. like the staccato music so I'm kind of like a little bit like a Laurel and Hardy music yeah oh it's brilliant and the fucking the, the slapping of his little goose feet oh, it's, <laughs> oh press Y to honk Beautiful way to start a video. I just love how, I love how when you go into the water, how smooth it just goes. <laughs> but then you realise it's not that deep because the farmer can chase you into it. It's like, oh, fuck. Oh, yeah, that's terrifying. <laughs> I think... had stolen his apple. No, it was his uh, thermos. Yeah. I was like, hang in fucking no. this now. And you think it's like his kryptonite. They're like, oh, that's it. I've done him. You're safe. Again. <laughs> and then he just comes weighing in. You're like, oh, shit. Fuck. <laughs> um, it's brilliant. And it's coming to PS4. It is that on PS4. The only thing I can remember from State of Play... Other than the Sekiro, uh, Sekiro, the fuck this um, is, is this is this going to be a game I own on all three major platforms? Maybe because it's on Xbox Game Pass. Maybe fuck it's coming. Yeah, it's it's the only thing I can remember from the last state of play, other than um, Ghost of Tsushima. Yes, um, that's it. Uh, which ooh, that trailer. Ooh, we'll talk about that in the next episode. Yeah. Oh boy, so that's all my games done. <laughs> so what's your number? Ooh, my number one. I don't actually know what it is. Surely you should know what it is. Is it on the Switch? It's not on the Switch. It's funny. Uh, this was the only game that wasn't on the Switch that's been on the list all the time. You better not be about to do what I think you're about to fucking do. What's that? Don't lie to me, Michael. What? This game does not exist. Oh, Darren, I'm not going to do that to you. Oh, okay, good. I've not fucking bought it. You've not bought Death Stranding? No. Good, you can't, because it doesn't <laughs> exist. <laughs> I need to keep this pretense up for the show now. It doesn't exist. It's not a game that happened. It won so many awards, I don't know how Kojima's done it, you know. You love Kojima. I do love Kojima. Do you mean I wasted a year of our lives on this podcast listening to you waffle on about fucking Death Stranding? You didn't even buy the fucking thing. <laughs> this is, this is fucking, what's it called all over again? Um, what? Uh, oh, big fighty robot. Um... Pacific Rim? Pacific Rim 2. Yeah. I can't wait for Pacific Rim 2. You ever even watch the fucking thing? Yeah. Uh, I, I saw gameplay of um, Death Stranding. I was like, oh. Oh, this is what this game is. I oh. told you. It's Deliveroo, the game. It's Deliveroo, That's fucking game. right. And anyone just tell It'll go on PlayStation Plus. I'll play it then. Right. Ooh. Mm. What else has come out this year? There is Am one... I missing something very obvious? Yes, you are. Go You're on. missing something very obvious. My number one game is Borderlands 3. Oh, of course. Of course it fucking is. Oh, Darren. Oh, right, go on. It's more Borderlands, Darren. It was never going to be anywhere else. It yeah. was always going to be at number one. Well, I heard mixed things. No. Okay. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I, like I like where this is going. They've made some very questionable decisions with the story this time around. They've introduced some very questionable characters. Okay. Um, the, the villains are the weakest 
of all the villains in Borderlands at saying something, because that's counting the villains from both games, the spin-off games, and the fucking comics. So, it's a fucking weak villain. Jesus, alright. And very annoying as well. Very Uh annoying villains. Um, But that's all topped by the worst character in video games this year. Uh, Fuck Ava, she's the worst. I I agree. They introduced this character fairly early on. Mm. Um... Because there's this whole plot line of one of the classes you can play in Borderlands is the Siren, and there's only so many of them. Right. Um, so they introduced this girl called Ava, who's like a, a student of one of the Sirens from the previous game. Uh-huh. Um, and then, spoilers, I guess? It's definitely spoilers. That character dies, and they basically just fucking up and place her with this other character. Ah. And she calls out... Like, there's a character called Lilith who's been in it since day fucking dot yep. and was one of the original four playable characters and he's easily the most interesting character of the entire thing. Uh-huh. And they they just kind of... She's doing the best she can in the situation she's been given. And this little dickhead fucking girl is like, no, you could have done more to save her. Like, well, what the fuck did you do, Ava? Pick up a gun. Everyone else has in this universe. It just right. it was just very, very, very annoying. However, the gunplay is as smooth as ever. The gun variety is the best it's ever been. I've genuinely had the most fun playing Borderlands in this game. Okay. It's not my favourite Borderlands because I think Borderlands 2 is an all-around better package. Mm-hmm. But the characters, your playable characters are so much fucking stronger. Like, in 2, now I always play a, the Commando sort of role so it's you get your guns and then you can throw out like in number one you could throw out a turret in number two you could throw out two turrets excuse me and in number three you can throw out a fucking mech so obviously i was going to play as that character (laughs) yeah you can go in the mech you can get out the mech and have the mech follow you around and your friend can sit on the fucking mech in a little turret okay the best fucking thing darren so good. Sounds great. Um, but the characters you play as actually have a voice this time. Mm-hmm. Like, they got voice actors in to do this, and then actually gave them lines. Oh. So that's good. Hello. In 1 and 2, they kind of just react to things in the world around them, like right. quips. This time, they actually have, like, scripted dialogue. Okay. And it's so much better. Um, guns with legs are a thing, so that's cool. Uh, it's what it's genuinely my favourite gun in the game. Um, like they they had it in the marketing thing of guns with legs question mark. Yeah. And then it's like a little submachine gun with two little spindly legs walking along and shooting. Okay. When you get that gun, it's fucking incredible. Um, because this has the same planet hopping thing as in uh, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order okay. of going planet to planet and then going down and doing the fucking thing. Yeah, yeah. It's so good. Uh, but this one, it's the smallest planet, but it's just like a corridor of fucking enemies. Mm-hmm. And that's the planet you get guns with legs. And it turns out, Darren, <laughs> I don't think this is the way they intended people to play it because what you're supposed to do is... Yeah. Empty your magazine and then, th- or get close to empty your magazine and then throw it and then it shoots the rest. What you can do is shoot one bullet, reload, which is you throwing the gun, yeah. and then have an entire full magazine running around, auto shooting at the enemies. Okay. It's the fucking tits. It sounds <laughs> like you're not actually doing anything, but it's so much fucking fun. You just, you just pop one shot off and get yeah. a headshot. 
yeet your gun, do that about six times until you've got a small formation, and then charge in with another gun you have and have your own personal <laughs> army. Oh, okay, that does sound pretty neat. Oh, it's so much fun, and it's so much fun in multiplayer. It's, um, it's got its first DLC pack is out now, and I've not played it yet. I need to do that. That's all um, life, Ed. I know, right? What am I doing? Oh, it's almost like I've got 200 games to catch up on. <laughs> yeah, true. Very good point. Uh, yeah, it's 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 flawed with some of its characters. Mm-hmm. Its storytelling is not the strongest. Its humour hasn't really evolved. So if you didn't find Borderlands 1 funny, You're right. then you won't find You're this funny. Now. Okay, fair. It's, it's, not, it's not gone past what it can be. Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel like we've got the Borderlands game to end all Borderlands game yet, right. so I really hope that they're thinking about a 4 or another prequel, sequel, whatever the fuck they want to call yep. it. Um, but there was no contest. This is a fantastic game and it's at number 1. Good. I was worried it was going to be Death Stranding. No. And, and we were no. going to have to have a discussion. Um, Could you imagine? Was, I, I should have done that. I even thought of like a little like a little skit I was going to do where I'd like let you finish and then go... Well, well done, Michael. You put a lot of effort into making up a review for a game that does not fucking exist. <laughs> um, yeah, good. I'm glad. I'm glad everyone was so like polarized. Seems wrong. It seems like the minority thought it was some oh fucking oh Kojima does it again, and then everyone else was like, "What the fuck is this?" <laughs> Turns out he, like he's a Vince Russo. I know you don't know who that is, but Vince Russo was a, re- a writer for the WWE in the nineties, yeah. and he was a fucking madman. But he had Vince there to go like, "Oh, it is Vince. the filter." Yeah, yeah, to go like, "Calm the fuck down. None of this is going to work properly. Do this, change that, do that." He then went to WCW, went fucking insane, got all the fucking remit to do whatever he wanted. And at one point, it fucked things up so hard, they rebooted everything. Live on air, he came down to the rinks, he made himself a character, and took all the belts and said it was starting again, because it's too fucking confusing. So, that's Kojima. Um, that's Kojima. Now, that was my nice segue to talking to kind of a freeform bit of this uh, review. Uh, Michael, because you're going to talk a bit about Music! Music! Which I, I legitimately I checked this the other day. Yep. This is why I kind of stalled on writing the article yet. Is that I checked my Spotify. Yep. I hadn't added a single song made in the year 2019 wow. to my Spotify playlist. Really? At all. I might be in a bit of an echo chamber. I just haven't bothered to go in there until the wild. But I've looked well, at like... Well, you were trying to will the MCR reunions to exist. I was, so, exactly. you know. so I've, I've been out there and tried to listen to some new music, but I just don't like any of it. So yeah. uh, nothing really got through to me. So um, I don't have a music section. Wow. However... Uh, we'll do we'll do a bit about wrestling. Of course, we'll do a bit about wrestling. Oh god! Uh, it's been a, it's been a very interesting year for the sport in general. They've ruined um, your favourite thing, though, haven't they? What's my favourite thing? NXT. Kind of. Um, yeah. So so WWE has had a very fifty fifty year. We had a very good Rumble to kick off the year. Mania was solid. Main evented by women for the first ever time. The match had a botch finish, which is real bad. It didn't go well. Oh. Ronda Rousey was meant to take the pin. But her shoulders are about four foot off the fucking canvas. <laughs> the ref counted anyway, because that was the end. So that wasn't great. Um, we've had the emergency. Hang on, so Rosie won. No, Rosie lost. Oh, to Becky Lynch. But, yeah, Becky Lynch pinned her, but the, literally her shoulders are down. The ref goes, one, something happens that means Becky, uh, fucking Ronda levitates <laughs> about nine feet off the canvas, but they just carry on anyway. And it wasn't like addressed 
if it's meant to be a thing like for storyline, they get straight on it. They didn't. No. Uh, they tried to ignore it as best they could. Um, so that was unfortunate. Um, we had uh, Bray Wyatt's back as the Fiend, and it's fucking genius. Um, Daniel Bryan's doing great again. Daniel Bryan was eco-warrior Daniel Bryan. He's now babyface Daniel Bryan again. Uh, NXT takeovers have been fucking phenomenal all year. I went to an NXT uh, UK takeover in Cardiff. That had the best live wrestling match I've ever seen. Walter versus Tyler Bate. Uh, a man from Austria versus a man from Dudley, um, and it was it was given. It was a five star. It was over five stars, I think, um, by Dave Meltzer, who's like the god of internet wrestling people. Um, I mean, I was there for a five star match, which is a fucking like rare thing unless you live in Japan. Nice. Um, Oh yeah, but, weren't everybody? Wasn't everybody over having a meltdown over Wrestle Kingdom in the past couple of days? Uh, yes, well? Wrestle Kingdom. Um, Wrestle Kingdom is New Japan. So New Japan is the, the WWE of Japan. Yeah, that's where um, Shinsuke came from, isn't it? Yes, it's where Shinsuke came from yeah. um, and, and all that good business. He, um, sorry, they, it's their WrestleMania at the start of January. It's called Wrestle Kingdom, Wrestle Kingdom 14. Uh, they've split it over two nights, which I really wish they would do WrestleMania so it wasn't a seven-hour marathon. Um, so it was night one last night, night two's tonight. And apparently, yeah, it was fucking unbelievable. The best match was a British guy called Will Ospreay who's been fucking tearing up Japan having five-star matches. I think he's had the most five-star matches of one man in one year. No. Ever. Um, he's good. He's an absolute fucking bell end in real life. <laughs> I've seen him in interviews and he comes across... He's basically the Bam Margera of situation. Uh, of like, he's cool and he's in stuff you like and you want to like him more, but he's such a fucking bell end. I want to use the C word, but I'm not going to. Um, so... Um, where was I going with this? So yeah, it's been great. And and the big thing, obviously, sorry, WWE, just to wrap up them, they've also had a dodgy year as well. They went to Saudi Arabia two weeks after Kamal Khashoggi got assassinated. Yep. They're still in bed with them. Um, they're getting a lot of blood money. Um, so that's good. Uh, they got involved in a race scandal. That was fun. Uh, a guy. Uh, no, uh, it was a guy oh, called... A no, unfortunately not. <laughs> uh, they brought Hogan back, though, yeah. mainly in Saudi Arabia, where they know he's going to get cheered. Yeah. Um, no, there was a guy called Jordan Miles, who was ACH uh, in, in Ring of Honor. Um, brilliant. He can do the Forest Law slash Marshall Law backflip kick. Wow. He can do that shit. He has to hold... He has to move on the top rope and hold the rope, but he can do the, the Marshall Law backflip nice. kick, which is the fucking tit. Um, anyway... He was just starting to get started in NXT, and they released a T-shirt. <laughs> oh, God. So, ACH, Jordan Miles is black. Should I get a picture of this? Look for the Jordan Miles T-shirt. You'll see it. I'll Jordan Miles T-shirt. So, it's Jordan uh, Miles is with a Y. Um, okay. And they released his T-shirt, apparently with his blessing, but he's, there's been varying sources on this. So, he's a black guy, and this T-shirt was a black T-shirt with his name spelt out in white teeth mm -hmm. in what appears to be a red mouth. Mm -hmm. So it's a blackface-looking yep. <laughs> thing, and they were okay with that. Some uh, people own that. Oh it dear. was only on there for about six hours before they pulled it. Oh, so wow. it's now up there with the Sinkara Penis shirt as one of the rarest <laughs> T-shirts you can buy. Look for Sinkara Penis T-shirt and have a good time. Um, <laughs> Sinkara, yeah. Sinkara. So, <laughs> so, it's, uh, so he then quit... This one that would be the Sinkara Penis t shirt. Yes. <laughs> um, so he then quits in a big fuck you, you racist motherfuckers. I'm out like on his phone yeah. shouting the shit. Um, he, he called loads of arrestors out for being like fucking oh, what they're called now, um, house n words. Um, oh no, been, yeah, have been like Oreos of like oh, they're all sucking up to the you know, they're all Samuel Jackson in um. Django Unchained. Yeah. Um, so that wasn't great. He didn't cover himself in glory, put it that way. Um, 
It's not been... I'm sure there's something else really major that I'm forgetting about, but I can't remember what is it, it is. Is it WWE 2K20? Oh, 2K20! Which, which, which broke... <laughs> Like, it was already <laughs> broken, but the game called WWE 2020, when it clocked over to New Year's Day 2020, <laughs> stopped working. The servers fucking crashed. You couldn't play the fucking game. If you need a good time, just go and watch WWE 2K20 glitch videos. They are. Oh. It's a fucking... It's a hellscape. Um... <laughs> It, yeah, they, they've they not been great. I had 2019 and it wasn't great. Um, I only got it because Daniel Bryan was the story mode that year and I wanted that. Um, uh, yeah, apparently, so Yooks were their long-time Japanese developers. They dropped out. They left it to the 2K in-house team. Yep. They didn't have the time nor the resources, but they were told every year we have a video game because FIFA is there. Why not ba- us? Basically, well, it's, it is an EA game, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. So EA Sports games have no. No. Sorry, it's a two K game. Two K. Sorry. Yeah. Two K as well have yearly iterations to match FIFA, to match Madden, to match all these. They've got. They've got the basketball license. um, Yeah. NBA. They've got got the baseball one, I think, as well. I might be wrong on that one, but anyway. So they they do. Yeah. They do. uh, The show. show. Yeah. Another the show. So they have these things anyway, but apparently, yeah, they just didn't have the time. Oh boy. Fucking <laughs> dreadful. Um, I haven't. I didn't buy it. I, I. I wasn't going to anyway. But yeah, not great. Considering it's the first ever cover with a woman on it. But yeah, uh, it's a fucking cavalcade. Holy shit! I'm sure there's something else. If it comes back to me, I'll let you know. But uh, oh, there was a guy called Lars Sullivan who um, was having a few. His introductionary food was meant to be with John Cena, but he had a legit panic attack beforehand, and they didn't. They never started the feud. Um, then he um, came back and was wrestling Mexicans uh, called the Lucha House Party all three Mexican dudes came out some comments he left on the bodybuilding one just before he joined with NXT very racist against Mexicans oh, no. so thankfully for him he got injured and was able to be taken off TV <laughs> and oh, there's also lots of homophobic quotes in there and not really good stuff Oh no! Uh, and just before the end of the year just before the end of the year, so he gets to count. Uh, he was found at the last Sullivan used to be in gay porn. So <laughs> he's had a hell of a year. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. So that. But in a good side of things, All Elite Wrestling launched. We have viable competition for WWE for the first time since WCW folded. Oh, in is the this that fucking days. thing you showed me where everybody was really trying to get like people like me into wrestling? Yeah, with Rick and Morty stuff. Rick and Morty uh, and Undertale uh, shit. Yes. Oh, yeah, he came out dressed as Undertale, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. So um, it's owned by uh, the same family that owns Fulham Football Club and the Jacksonville Jaguars, mm. um, who are actually richer than Vince McMahon. So it actually has the most money behind it. Um, they've got... Um, really good deals are on ITV over here they're on ITV4 wow. um, I think a day after the States we That's get it That's a bit of a fucking changer from ITV4 schedule isn't it? Yeah <laughs> or, or fucking Here's the reruns of Poirot Poirot, Poirot Agatha, Agatha, Agatha Poirot, Poirot All Elite Wrestling um, <laughs> especially if they got to see uh, John Moxley versus Kenny Omega where it was literally a fucking bloodbath they were like, you were going to see violence never before seen on, on <laughs> US wrestling. And they fucking meant it. Um, it just, it's great. I haven't been able to watch as much as I would like um, because it's also kind of ran by some wrestlers, which isn't usually a good idea. Right. Uh, including, you know, Stardust, Cody Rhodes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, he's kind of the executive producer of it. Um, but 
it's yeah, it's a viable place for people to work. There's now a war going on for everyone trying to sign up everybody they can. A lot of people in WWE want to jump ship, but they've locked them down to long-term contracts. Um, so yeah, it's great to have more places for people to work. Uh, it's just been a really good time for wrestling as a whole. Has had a great 2019. WWE's kind of in fifty-fifty, and I'm sure there's something really bad that I'm forgetting. So. Come back to me on that one. Okay. I'll try and figure out what that is. Cool. Um, but talk a bit music, man. Let's talk about some music. I normally do albums, and you normally do songs or like other uh, things. Yeah, this is my favourite things that happen. These are my only songs I liked in 2019, but that didn't get to happen this year. No, it didn't get to happen. Although weirdly, this is the year that Epic Rap Battles came back. So. Yeah, we got some good ones and some really fucking shit ones we as did well. Get some bad ones. I think Burger King versus um, uh, McDonald's. Donald. Probably my favourite. With the Wendy's interjection. Yes. I think that was my favourite. Um, now, has that has their season wrapped up now? Uh, because I'm sure sure... Because the Joker Pennywise one was pretty fucking good. Yeah. Um, but it was the one that they've just done. Uh, Thanos versus J, um, Robert Oppenheimer. Yeah, J. Robert Oppenheimer. That was interesting, if not The good. Thanos bit was shit, but the... Yeah, Robert, the good. yeah, the Robert Oppenheimer bit was so good. Yeah, with that kind of the weird distortion on the voice. Yeah, I really, really enjoyed that. So, oh yeah, they did Vlad, Vlad the Impaler versus Count Dracula, which was shit. With the Teresa versus Sigmund Freud, which was shit. Jack Stowe versus Steve Irwin, which was shit. George Carlin versus Richard Pryor, which was brilliant. That's so good. Oh, the comedians won. Yeah, yes, that was, that was good. pretty good. And, oh, yeah, no, sorry. My favourite one this year was uh, Guy, For- Guy Fawkes versus Che Guevara. Oh, that one just had a good beat. Yeah. yeah. That was pretty fucking fun. That was so good. I enjoyed that. But that's not what I'm here to talk about. What I'm here to talk about is my top five tracks of the year. Oh, go on then, Michael. Because like I said, I normally do albums. I'm normally an album person, but I've listened to three albums this year, so I couldn't do a top five. Sorry, I remember what it was. What is it? In wrestling, it was the cooking. The what? They've gone cookhole crazy. Um, they've, <laughs> they've ran two separate storylines involving real-life married people and them being cooks for their wives. <laughs> um, so that's great. Um, the one guy hated it so much he tried to quit, so they just moved it on to two other people who were married. Who, uh, yeah, she came out, Alana came out and said, I'm having an affair on Rusev with Bobby Lashley, and here's Bobby Lashley, and we're going to get married. And <laughs> and at the wedding, everyone thought Rusev was going to come out to stop it, but no, a woman came out to stop it called, uh, what's her name? Uh, Liv Morgan, who's also a wrestler, and everyone thought she was saying, no, I love you, and you can't do this, thinking she was talking to Bobby Lashley, but she wasn't, it was to Lana, and this is their first stab at an LGBTQ storyline that doesn't involve the only lesbian on the roster, Sonia Deville, um, (laughs) as they told her that they weren't going to do one with her, but instead do it with two fake lesbians, so that's great. That's fun. But annoyingly, got the highest rating of the year for the TV segment of the Uh, wedding, so... People are fucking scumbags. Carry on. <laughs> <laughs> eh, my boy Rusev's getting over because of it, so it's fine. Fair enough. Go on. This is going to be really hard to discuss because I'm not sure whether you've actually heard any of these songs. Well, you uh, don't know me. You might have heard one. I don't you. <laughs> uh, I'm just gonna. I'm gonna do them real quick. Uh, so uh, my top five tracks are number five, uh, "Typical Story" by Hobo Johnson. Um, <laughs> The, but Hobo Johnson and the Lovemakers are an interesting new band. Hobo Johnson and the Lovemakers. Yeah. That's brilliant. Yeah, it's a great That's band. worth the price of admission alone. They okay. got really big, I want to say, oh, the last year or the year before. Um, they entered this contest and their entry went viral. Oh, okay. But they didn't win. Oh. So they just ended up going back to making music and it's been for the betterment. They did a really good live song called Peach Scone. I'll show you this later oh, okay. on. Okay. Um, but... 
they then came out with this new album called The Fall of Hobo Johnson. And mm-hmm. the first single was really weak. Right. And I was like, okay, these guys are just one-hit wonders. Yeah. Uh, nope, Typical Story is a brilliant song. I would say even better than Peach Scone. Okay. So I'll play that later on. Lovely. Uh, number four, Unsainted by Slipknot. This entire new album is pretty fucking good. Like, it kind of feels like we've gotten back to good Slipknot again. Uh, we Are Not Your Kind. Yes. He's now the NXT theme tune. Oh. I fucking hate it. Interesting. <laughs> they they changed the video because they initially had everyone stood in the ring going, We are not your kind. Yeah. And it looks so fucking funny. They've changed it now, but yeah, I don't I don't particularly care for that song. Uh, uh, it's fine. Okay. It's like I say, I think it's got better, but Unsainted is the one that carries the most of this new cult vibe they're going mm. for. Because Slipknot was always kind of a cultish kind of thing because of the, the numbers and the, the like the the S in the pentagram and all that yep. nonsense and the fucking demonic circles and the goat sacrifice and all that. Yep. It was already fairly cultish, but now it's like, it's seen what ghosts are doing and gone, mm. I want me some of that. Uh, although the new masks are a bit garish, it must be said. Real quick, Slipknot have played Wensbury. Excuse me? Well, 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 well back in the day. Yeah. Or at least it was somewhere near Wensbury. Um, because my dad's fiance when we were in the uh, Gifford in Wolverhampton, Slipknot came and went, oh, fucking angel. And she went, oh, I've met him. Like, And I thought she was like, I was like, you've met him? I was like, no, Slipknot's a man said, oh, no, I've met uh, met the lead singer. And I was like, where? I was like, Wensbury. I was like, Tell me the tale. <laughs> well, my dad was here. It was like, yeah, yeah. Apparently, her brother is like a, a music like producer, like Tory guy. Yeah. Um, and told me two things. One, her mom still has Marilyn Manson's TV in her house because it was on the. They were getting a new one for the tour bus and said, "Oh, here you go, have this," and he yeah. just gave it to his mom. Nice. Um, and yeah, Slipknot. Um, we're here for New Year's Eve. <laughs> and uh, apparently, apparently, they're very nice people. And Corey Taylor, in particular, is a very big gentleman and was lovely to him. I I believe that. There you go. I do believe that. That's great. Um, So that and Psychosocial is what they've uh, given to the world, and that's fine. (laughs) Oh, I still love the fucking Psychosocial Justin Bieber mashup thing. Oh, she's beautiful, isn't she? The best fucking thing. Din, din, din. Oh, I did, mate. I I heard a great one I was meant to show you. It was um, all over for Christmas. Um, with the beautiful people by Marilyn Manson, and it works so well. We'll watch that again. It's beautiful. It? Sorry, go on. Uh, number three, you definitely won't have heard this. Blizzard by Daichi Miura. I have to have my one Japanese pick. Uh, there it is. You didn't mention the fruit padlocks, Michael. It, it's not from that. It's from Dragon Ball. I know, but you you usually mention at some point during the TV after you oh, to whatever these people on about. Oh, Darren, I wouldn't do that to you. Um, so Daichi Miura <laughs> is known for providing the theme tune to Kamen Rider X Eight. <laughs> Fucking <laughs> <laughs> um, it's not the padlocks, it's the game cartridges. Um so Oh these ones. Yeah, these ones. Ah. That series. He's a he's a genuinely really big star um in Japan and his music is only getting better. It's being included in a lot more fucking shit. It kind of feels like Avex, which is the label he's tied to, right. have realised that the the shit that I watch, the shit the fucking Western weebs watch. They could just put his music on there, yeah, and he can get an international audience now. <laughs> Sound all right? Fuck it, why not? Daichi Moore is a really good singer, and he does his own choreography as well, which is really fucking good. He's a okay. really good dancer. Um, oh, so that's see, that's how you get me in. Yeah, I can tolerate a fucking um, Chris Brown video because he's such a good dancer. <laughs> I don't want to listen to whatever the fuck he's saying, but my God, can that man dance? 
Cool. That's why Freaky Friday is the best thing Chris Brown's ever been in. I oh, know. Oh, God, little dicky. <laughs> Tried to be an environmentalist, a saff boss. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's not, it's not a good time for him. No, is it? it is not. Um, it's Blizzard's at number three. Uh, number two, Half Man, Half God by Don Brocco. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a band that I've only really gotten into in the past two years, but yeah. fuck me, they're good. Oh, okay. Like Probably the most exciting um, British band to see live, I would say. They, they've really got... I didn't realise how big they were, but apparently they've been going fucking years and I had no idea. Eh? Uh, but they're really fucking good. I'll play their songs later on. Right on. Um, I don't think they've done a song as good as... They have a song called Everybody, mm-hmm. which the whole gimmick of the video for that has kind of bled into their identity. Like, they have this cowboy that's gone insane and it, he now pops up in, like, every other video that okay. they do. Um but yeah, it's it's really good. That they're really starting to experiment a little bit more with their with their sound now because when they started, they were quite straightforward lads in a rock band. Right now, they're really playing with different instrumentations and different producers, oh, and no. I, I really like where they're going. I don't know. That's what happened to Guns N' Roses. Huh. <laughs> Nothing will ever be Chinese democracy, Darren. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. There's always a potential for an axle to come oh, along God. at some point. He's already ruining ACDC. Don't let me have this. No. I know. I was going to go. I was going to go and see ACDC. And then, obviously, one of the band members died. Uh, Well, that. The hitman. Brian Johnson losing his voice. Well, losing his hearing as well. His hearing, yeah. Um, This is a weird thing about Axel, right? I have no fucking need to ever see him for an ACDC. But I cannot recommend to you more going to see um, Guns N' Roses when they tour again this year. Uh, they're coming to England. They're only playing uh, the Tottenham Stadium, which I would like to go to, but Tottenham is a fucking shithole. Um, <laughs> it's such a weird place. When I went there, it was before they built the new stadium. They were, yeah. It was the last game we played at White Hart Lane. And it was Terry Sows, Terry Sows, Terry Sows, shitty corner shop, Terry Sows, Terry Sows, European football stadium, Terry Sows, Terry Sows, Terry Sows, <laughs> curry shop. It was fucking weird. And I imagine it's even weirder now because that stadium like doubled capacity. So wow. Strange. If you can get there, though, I went to see it at West Ham Stadium. It was fucking the best, one of the best gigs of my entire life. So, do if he's as long as he's not singing ACDC songs, <laughs> Axel can still get fucking oh, done. I don't want to fucking hear him doing ACDC. It'd be so no. sacrilegious. You know what's at number one, Darren? There was a fucking Biffy Claro album out this year. So the lead single from that, even though it is part of the worst movie I've ever seen, is still number one. Please go and listen to our Best Films of 2019 episode to, oh, to hear that. I lost my fucking Five, rag. It was fucking glorious. I loved, I loved every second of it. Because <sighs> I, 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 re- I got to edit that episode. I uh, fucking indulged in that I really, shit. I really want to watch that movie with you because it's just so in fucking infuriating. You think I'm going to watch a Biffy Clyro movie? Darren, you have to watch me watching no, a Biffy Clyro movie. No, I'd rather movie. eat my own spine than watch a fucking <laughs> Biffy Clyro movie. <laughs> No fucking question. No, it was Shadow of Day. That's what I'd rather do. Okay, fair enough. Whilst well, whilst Balance Not Symmetry, the movie yeah. is the biggest crock of shit I've ever seen. Yeah. Balance Not Symmetry, the song is brilliant. And it kind of feels like we're getting back to what made Biffy Claro so fucking good in the first place that we've forgotten about in the last two albums. We tried to strip down all the fucking overproducing mm-hmm. and all the get rid of all the orchestras and nonsense in ellipsis which is the album a couple of years ago now yeah. and we lost the fucking soul it just felt like empty stadium rock now we're getting back to what makes me for claro with claro weird fucking lyrics are back weird fucking timings are back good fucking riffs are back i'm so happy that we're getting back to what made them good and the new album's out this year mm-hmm. crossing my fucking fingers for that one good 
That's music. I hope I can contribute next year. Hopefully Bruno decides to pull his finger out and put a fucking album out next year. Um, Our Friends in Liberty Lies had a new album this year. Yep. Do go and support them um, as best you can. Um, I'll tell you what's weird. Um, Two honourable mentions for tracks, which I can't put in there because it would be weird. Yeah. Um, The theme tune from The Mandalorian Mm. plays through my head more often than it should. I meant to say as we mentioned it, the theme tune to What We Do in the Shadows... It's yeah. so gadgy. You're, you're dead, dead, you're dead, dead you're, you're dead. dead. That's a really good one. Oh, it's funky. Uh, and, and my second one is, um, we, we, we talked about it like for two seconds, probably two hours ago. Um, the Witcher. Uh, the There's a song in the second episode of The Witcher. Uh-huh. And it's it's a big fucking meme at the minute that everybody oh, loves this song. Penny for your fucking Witcher yeah, Toss a coin to your Witcher. But I... Listen to that before the fucking hype machine starts. Right, I was like, okay. that's really it, it's so in universe yeah. with what the Witcher is. Mm. And I think that the, the guy who plays Jaskier the Bard does such a good job at singing that and making right. it sound like a medieval ballad, like a proper it's so good. I can't get it out of my head. Between that and just walking down the street and doing the woo 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 noises from the from the Mandalorian theme tune. Right. It's just, Lovely. Oh, mate, it's it's been a good year for for music, it must be said. Uh, Even if most of it's tied to TV shows. Um no, I'm gonna uh, one more thing I want to talk about. Uh, this two hour fucking episode. Jesus Christ! Um, I'll hit you quickly with a review of how sport went this year. Uh, uh, yeah, we had a late order collapse in the playoffs um, against Villa, which was <laughs> fucking mortifying. <laughs> we had such a good season as well. It kind of tailed off. We had to sack Darren Moore, which was sad. Um, and we, I don't even follow football. I know that's a bad I, call. I kept forgetting we'd sack Darren Moore and getting sad. <laughs> I kept every day I'd wake up being the tra- like being New Street, and then he'd just come back to me like, "Oh yeah, he's not our manager anymore." And we had a temporary <laughs> manager that managed to get us through the playoffs, but we couldn't get past Villa, and Villa got promoted. And I never want to see Jack Grealish succeed in anything, so that's sad. <laughs> this season, however, we uh, we didn't finish the championship top. We were second by goal difference to Leeds. But uh, we're looking great. We're looking strong in every position. We've got goals all over the park. Uh, we're not as over-reliant on long players this season, which is fucking good. And if you want anyone chasing you in a football situation, you want Leeds, because there's only three things guaranteed in this life, Michael. Death, taxes, and Leeds will always fuck it up at the end. So <laughs> they've been in the championship for 10 years for a fucking reason, because they've got no fucking finishing them. So that's good. <laughs> they can be in charge as long as they want. They will always fuck up, and we will take advantage and take a rightful place. I am... Um, Convinced beyond words, touch the wood, that this is a year we're going to go up. I think we're going to get annihilated in the Premiership because we haven't got that great a squad at the minute. Nope. And the Premier League has only gone up in quality since the last time we were there, so we'll get fucking annihilated by the Dingles twice and get relegated. <laughs> but more on that next year. <laughs> oh, jeez. I'm, I'm both looking forward to winning the league and then dreading <laughs> what happens next because... My God, we'll beat Man City the other day. What the fuck are they going to do oh, to us? Uh, anyway, um, real quick, I want to bring YouTube into this for the Utes. Um, <laughs> I just want to point out some of the um, the YouTube channels that I've, uh, I've kind of rediscovered this year. So ERB is on here, but we've just we've talked about that. Yep. Um, just to throw a few things out there. Just to, you know, spread the love around. Yeah. Um, we've already mentioned this show, um, Unraveled. Uh, it's on the Polygon channel, which yeah. I know you have a few problems with. I don't like Polygon as an outlet, but Brian David Gilbert is a fucking talent. He is beautiful. And it's it's basically like 20-minute video essays on video games. Um, 
So you've got... You can either kill a god or be a god, <laughs> and I don't know which is worse. So yeah, his Sonic... Um, the, the Sonic Bible episode is, is brilliant. The perfect um, poker rap. The perfect poker rap. Just There's two versions of it. There's the short version and the long version. Mm. Um, please Both watch... Both are good. The, yeah, just if you've got the time, watch the long one. But uh, yeah, his new one on Waluigi is fantastic. Uh, he tries to cook every recipe in Breath of the Wild, oh, yeah, which is fantastic. Um, I'm just having a look at the other one. He tries to figure out how much HP his cat has. Um, <laughs> yeah. He goes through Bowser's military, which is pretty good. The, the um, Sims one we mentioned yeah, earlier. Yeah, Sims one good. Um, trying to... Oh, the perfect E3 press conference. Oh, yeah. Even stuff I don't give a shit about, like uh, all the robots in Mega Man ranked, um, <laughs> yeah. Understanding Kingdom Hearts, which I've never played but enjoyed. But I think he's solving the Zelda timeline. It's both the first one I saw and I think the peak yeah. of him going through and using... Um, What's the key? Zelda Monopoly tying together all of them. <laughs> yeah. It's great because he says... It's over so here, got... the time break. <laughs> it's great because he lines them all out and he goes, right, so you've got the adult timeline, um, which is where um, uh, Wind Wake and all that happens. You have the child timeline where Breath of the Wild and everything else happens. And then you've got the one where Link fails to kill Ganon and Ganon kills him in... Um, uh, uh, oh my God, Ocarina of Time. And that's kind of like when I went around my friend's house uh, to play and he was just about to fight Ganon, but Ganon kept beating him. So instead we went out and played so, basketball. Well, so this is the basketball, basketball time. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, please do go check him out. It's on Polygon. It's called Raveled. It's Brian David Gilbert. It's fucking great. Also, if you can, it's on his own channel, but listen to the the video CV he sent to Polygon to get that job. It's genuinely fantastic. Nice. Um, now, a few Pokemon ones. Yes. Um, tell I. One Pokemon one. Uh, it's a guy called Johnston. If you liked our um, challenge playthroughs, mm. he does a lot of these. So he does... Um, I know the guy you're talking about. Can you catch every Pokemon in in whatever game in less than 24 hours um, where he has to play? So when he did it with um, we did it with second gen, he had to play Gold, Silver and Crystal mm. and catch all the Pokemon that you can catch in those games uh, in less than 24 hours. I think he's only failed once. I think Black and White, he couldn't do it. Um, because there's so much post-game shit you've got to get through. Yeah. Um, and then he does something called the Professor Oak Challenge. Yes. Which, if we ever did it again, we'd probably have to do, but sounds like the most laborious fucking shit in the world, <laughs> yeah. where you have to catch every Pokemon available before each gym badge. Hmm. So, and that means, so if you're doing Gen 1, you're doing Brock, before you fight Brock, you've got to have your starter fully evolved, a Pidgeot, um, a Nidorino and a Nidoran, you need a Raticate. You basically need to have everything that you can catch before him fully evolved, ready to go, which means hours and hours and hours and hours and hours of grinding, which does not sound fun. Because no. you have to grind up your Venusaur to level 36, despite the fact you can only fight, like, Kakuna and Metapod are your best options for XP. <laughs> yeah. So I don't want to do that. Uh, and just there's lots of things like, how do you get all the medals in certain games? How do you get X and Y? So he's, it's really good. They're very simple, straightforward videos, but... I like them. Um, now, <laughs> now we're into niche interests. Um, Geography Now, um, I think I mentioned it last year, I can't remember, um, is a guy who's doing a video series on, he's doing like 10 to 20 minute videos on every single country going through alphabetically uh, in the world. He's, he's just about to do Russia, so he's got pretty far into it. Uh, and it's just, it's kind of, it's it's got a, it's... It's pretty informal, hmm. but it's also quite interesting. And he breaks things down into, like, what's the physical geography, what's the political geography, what's the demographics like, who are their friends, um, what's their borders like, etc. So it's just a nice way to find out more about the world. Um, 
then you only oh, also then do, so we'll do all that and then on a Friday he has like a breakdown of the flag and does like lots of fan mail stuff. It's a very good community over there. Um, even further, you've got Defunct Land, an expedition theme park, doing um, theme park reviews. But Defunct Land in particular, you need to watch this series, Michael. Mm. It's him doing old like old rides, old theme parks, old this and all that. But he's got such. Good production values. Mm-hmm. It's unbelievable how well put together these videos are. The man himself doesn't appear. Um, I can't remember his name. It's like Kevin Perger or something like that. I can't remember. Um, but the, everything about it is just so well put together. It's like 20 minute documentaries on like. Um, so he did one on like. He did Epcot for like a whole season of like shit that came to Epcot that's now gone and how it all went down to him. I started watching this because obviously I was going to Florida, but now, even though I'm past Florida, I still <laughs> am watching it. He's now doing Walt Disney's, like, charting Walt Disney's history with theme parks before he built his own. Nice. Of, like, how he, you know, what inspired him to do certain things. And it's just really, all the scenes are really laid out well as, like, a documentary. They're all individual episodes that can watch uh, by themselves, but there's, like, a through line going through all of them. Ah. Uh, and Exhibition Theme Park also does that, but he kind of expands. He's, it's a lot more, he does... It's not quality over. It's not quantity over quality exactly, but there's a lot more of those ones. And he does Upton Towers, so he's got one about most of the Upton Towers theme park um, roller coasters now. Right. I think he's he's done air. He's done air. He's done thirteen. I think. Oh, because air's had a few fucking changes. Yeah. Well, it's now Galactica, and it did have VR. They've now removed VR from it. Yeah. Why do you need it on what used to be my favorite roller coaster in the world? I think Hagrid's might have beaten it, but. It's definitely the best one in this country. Um, he's done Nemesis, so yeah, he's only got... I don't know if he's done The Smiley yet, um, but that's a Ooh, big one. Uh, that's he a fun episode. Yeah, and he obviously hasn't done Wicker Man yet, but uh, yes, yeah, so that's one. Uh, and lastly, this is my new obsession. I've watched all the videos uh, in the space of about three weeks. It's called Tear Zoo, and it's a guy who pretends the real life is a video game and tears it like he's a video game. Right. Guy. So he calls, he refers to it as outside. <laughs> and like today's video was, are elephants OP? <laughs> and it's so good because it's, it's completely done in kayfabe. Yeah. It does not break the fucking like, like the reality that he's actually talking about video games. Right. So he does, are humans OP? Um, the SpongeBob tier list of like, he said he might do an underwater one, but it was like, there's so many. So we'll just do it via the medium of SpongeBob. Um, he does like um, the Cretaceous period um, tier listings. Um, why are sloths, oh, are humans broken? Um, um, why did they nerf sloths, etc.? <laughs> Please, God, go and watch this. I don't know if it will event- the novelty will wear off eventually. Yeah. But it's just... There's only... I'd say there's about 20 to 30 videos. They're all about five to ten minutes each. And it's just... Oh, it's brilliant. It's just such watchable crap. It's not really, <laughs> like, telling you much. It tells you, like... Like, the one about humans being overpowered, it makes really good... Like, it might point out stuff about us that I didn't realise was what gave us our advantage. Yeah. I thought it was just high intelligence and thumbs. Mm. That's what did it for <laughs> us. But it turns out our actual best advantages are sweating and accuracy. Like, we can sweat, which means we can recover stamina in the game <laughs> as we run, where everything else has to stop. And we have the best accuracy of anything in the world, so we can throw stuff with precision... And that made us, when we crafted tools, we could chuck them into the heads of saber-toothed tigers. <laughs> so, it's fucking 
brilliant. And I basically made this section just so I can talk about Tears. <laughs> Pretty much. I was late coming here because they just dropped our elephants OP and I needed to find out if they are. It turns out they are. Yeah. Um, here we go. Please do go and check that out. Oh, Anything you want to throw on that fire, Michael? Um, red Letter Media are still the best thing about YouTube, just hands down. I love I them so really much. I never really watched them. I feel like I need to get... I've, I've watched their prequel breakdown ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they did really a 90-minute video on Rise of Skywalker. It's a, They fucking tear it apart. But, like, not in a... Not in a just a shitting on it for shitting on its sake. Yeah. It's like they, they proper break it down. There's, what's funny is because you, you've heard of the character of Mr. Plinkett, right? The, the, his bad review of uh, yeah. Phantom Menace is what started out Excuse me, so many people like um, Nostalgia Critic and Angry Video Game Nerd and all that, of that in-character, overly critical review of something. And and they they reflect on that a little bit. They're like, we didn't mean to start this, but, you know, we have to end it. And I appreciate that so much. Um, Who else have I watched on YouTube this year? Um, (laughs) This is the problem of having to, like... So I just realised there's a load I left out. So so carry on, I'll Uh, I'll find one in a second. Papa Gino, I've been watching a lot of him. Uh, Who's he? He is a YouTuber that does Smash speculation. Oh, okay. But he's, he's friends with a notable leaker. So, like, he doesn't know who the next Smash character is, mm-hmm. but his friend has been, like, he's been going to him and going, is it this guy? And he's been going, nope. And he's coming back and going, right, so here's the state of speculations right now, and people send him stuff on Discord, and he yeah. properly breaks it down and has a look. He's a really good YouTuber. He's the best of the Smash speculation YouTubers mm-hmm. out there, because the rest of them are fucking 10-minute videos a day on nothing. Right, okay. Just... We're give we're doing a giveaway for three minutes. Uh, Whereas like he'll come out he just dropped like a sixteen minute video which is the state of Smash speculation uh post game awards. Yeah. And it's like, right, well nothing happened, so everything I said is also on the table, but also here's everything that's happened since and does a full on breakdown like that's probably not true. Here's the conflicting information that shows that. And for somebody who's into Smash speculation, yeah. that's very interesting to watch. Lovely. Uh, who the fuck else have I been watching? Good Christ. Um, just have a look at your subscription list cool. on YouTube. Go back so to... I just took a few out there. Um, on the Pokemon front, um, you've got people like... There's Lockstein. And oh, Lockstein's been great this year. He's been good, but I, sometimes he pisses me off because he tries to like be really like pretentious about being Johnny YouTube. And like going, yeah. oh, he talks too much about behind the scenes stuff. His new one is a basically a troll video where he's like, "Sorry guys, I messed up, and I should have known better." But I clicked on it, and then it was like, "Ah, oh, these type of videos get all the clicks." Now I'm going to tell you what I'm planning for the next. Yeah, I'm like, oh, fuck off. <laughs> um, also on game explained have been good this year as well. Yeah, game explained had a hell of a year of explaining. New rock stars have as well on the film yes. front. Um, they do really good. Like I can't wait for like. Whenever I watch a movie, like I see a one in particular, I can't wait for their video to come out and spend half an hour. Mm. Oh, analyzing shit. Jim Sterling's still brilliant. I've got kind of, I've He grates on me a little bit. I get it. He's a very, uh, you know, he's a taste, isn't he? Yeah, he's, he's acquired. He's. Yeah, um, but I, I do love I, I get it. Um, the Jay Wits as well. There's good Pokemon stuff if you're into that. Oh, his video about trying to get Shiny Wooloo was incredible. It was wonderful. Um, oversimplified is great. I Oversimplified do um, really basic breakdowns of history with like a really like oversimplified art style. Mm. Um, but just watch their one on the Emu Wars. It's fantastic. <laughs> the Emu Wars is a hell of a thing. Mr. Buddy would be mentioned here, but he hasn't released any new fucking 
watch his fight. I know, this right? Country I just a... keep re-watching his, his videos. Yeah, I know. Just hoping a new one will eventually come. Uh, Captain Midnight does good video essays, yep. but he's got a bit of a boring voice. Alt Shift X did really good work of breaking down Game of Thrones stuff, but they, even they've had to admit in their new, here's what's coming in 2020, we don't know what to do now. <laughs> he's like, we can still do book stuff, but uh, we're not sure. Um, I think that's everyone. I wanted to mention... Ten Second Song's still good. Yep. I wanted to mention... Aussie Band Reviews has kind of gone off the boil a little bit, but it's still <laughs> fine. Um, yep, that's everything. Oh, Full Swipe Gaming. There's another one, good one for gaming. Cool. Uh, he does competitive... Every week he'll do a new... Um, how competitive viable was this Pokemon? Yeah. And I don't do competitive battling, but it's just nice to know... If I ever need a dugong, I know what move to put on it. So <laughs> that's good. Nice. Whew. Anything else to come, Michael? Oh, God. I think we better end this This might be our longest episode ever. A lot happened this year. It did. And that was all of it right there. Yep. Nothing else happened. Oh, um, his Dark Materials. I watched that. Yep. Uh, it was fine. Cool. I haven't I'm finished it yet. glad I had Rachel next to me, who's basically an encyclopedia for this shit, because yeah. she got to explain this shit to me, which I would not have I explained. can't remember half this fucking shit, and I've read the book. Ah, there we go. Like, good God. Huh. Yeah. That was 2019. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. Okay, I'm just going to end this right here. You can go and follow me on t- Twitter at that Michael, and you can go and follow Darren on Twitter and Instagram. Also, me on Twitter and Instagram, but mostly Darren on Twitter and Instagram at the Gutteridge. You can go and follow the site under the username Fallient. That's F O U L E N T on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Also on SoundCloud, you can find us on Spotify under the username Fallient Entertainment Podcast. You can go and find us on the Apple Podcast Store. Also under the Foul Entertainment Podcasts. You can go to foulentertainment.com to go and read uh, all this bullshit that we just talked about in several different articles. I will be doing something on Smash soon because... Well, surely we're going to know who Fighter 5 is soon. Surely. You'd like to think so. I'm surprised it wasn't at the Game Awards, I must be honest. I am very surprised as well. I thought that was a done deal. Mm -hmm. Um, And we have no fucking idea who it's going to be. Like, every guess has been been shown to be bullshit. So, especially after Terry, it's like, well, anything's on the fucking table, isn't it? Fucking Terry. Well, that's good, but we've also got an... um, Year number two of my WWE stats articles are oh, coming yeah. as well. Um, I've just got to put the finishing touches on, I think, two of the seven. There was five last year. We've expanded to two more this year. Nice. Um, so I'm going to be putting the finishing touches on those that will hopefully be out uh, within the next two weeks. Uh, it's probably going to be the last one because I don't know if I can be bothered to do it for the third year. <laughs> but uh, we'll see how many hits we get um, because sometimes <laughs> even we need to be Johnny YouTubes. Yep. Um, so coming up, we have the 2020 preview uh, that will be coming out uh, very shortly as well. Yes. Um, well, we're going to go over, and then we get to do reviews and stuff. Yay. Jojo Rabbit is out. I'm hopeful it's yep. very soon. That is my movie to go see tomorrow. Yes, 1917 is out within a week. Yep. Uh, Seen that. Yeah. So January is actually pretty busy compared to you. Yeah, because it's Oscar season. Um, yeah, yeah, true. I think the Golden Globe nominations came out today. Oh. Um. So it basically confirms to everybody that they need to go and watch 1917. Uh, it's already in the Golden Globes. Let, oh, America got it a little bit. Before, let me double check. So, uh, Golden Globes. Yeah. So, as it turns out, the Golden Globe nominations actually came out like the start of fucking December, rather than now. When I've only, oh. I've only just got to it. Uh, but they've nominated 1917, Joker, Two Popes, Irishman, and Marriage Story for drama best motion picture. Okay. So, like, I've already seen Joker, but the rest of that is just fucking work. So that's fun. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but yeah, we'll be getting the Oscar nominations very, very soon. I'm guessing that the ones that are already in awards contention, so 1917, um, Rocket Man, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Knives Out, Jojo Rabbit, Joker, Marriage Story, mm-hmm. you know, all of these are going to be the ones that are in contention for the big gong itself. Uh, so there will be a, an Oscar episode coming out probably february that that's normally when this thing yeah. happens but i'm working on it we're gonna get all of the IC, i don't know <laughs> you'll know, soon see but I, I always do the um all the best picture nominees you and do. this year will be no exception lovely you've got all that to come and more as we kick off a new year and a new decade yeah here on failentertainment.com radio thank you very much for listening to this fucking stupid long episode <laughs> We'll see you in the next one. Bye, everybody. Bye.